Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I am your host, Blaine Ward. You know, this man needs no introduction. Um, I was going to come up with a long, winding list of his accomplishments, but you already know. We already know this man's <laughs> accomplishment. Here he is, back on the pod. I have no idea how many times you've been on at this point, because it's endless. A recurring guest. Count, yeah. Exactly. A recurring role. Brendan, you're back. Welcome back. How are you doing, man? I am feeling like 100% cotton, Blaine. I you know what I'm saying? It. For our lovely listeners, Brendan is cosplaying as Cotton Weary, noted star of Scream 2 and Scream 3. Yes. And it, it's beautiful. I'm just yeah. shooting for that Diane Sawyer interview now. Like... This is my boy. This is like Blaine's podcast. Am I? Yeah. Am I the interview? Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's next. That's next. You're working your way up. So, Brendan, I brought you here today because we're doing a bit of a spring catch up, as it were, spring cleaning. Um, Before we get into things, this March is kind of crazy for like blockbusters out of nowhere. Yeah. Off the top of my head, we have uh, so Creed, Scream, Shazam, 65. John Wick is coming out, and Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. is coming out. This is like a uh, summer movie month almost. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like I don't know, like the movie theaters. It, I don't know. It it still feels like we're dwindling. Mm. I, I feel like they're really trying everything to to bring it back right now. I actually, interestingly enough, had a class recently where somebody who like deals with like movies to budgets and statistics. Uh, he like was talking about it, and he's like, "Do you guys know when Shazam comes out?" And I was like, wait a minute, isn't it like April? And he goes, it's actually Friday. Like, yeah. it's like advertisements have really just kind of moved to like social media now. Mm-hmm. And there isn't really much commercial play, right. I feel like. But, you know, man, like, we got to keep going. This is my, I'm getting on my box right now. This is like, go to the, the movie box. theaters. Exactly. Like, literally, it, it's almost sad that now they have to put at the end of trailers, like exclusively in movie theaters. So. I know. I'm okay with it, though. And listen, at least. Like the lower budget stuff is actually like making a making bank because we had Megan, which did really well. We had Plane, which did really well. We had Cocaine Bear, which did really Just well. Amazing. We had like Knocking the Cabin did really well. It seems like a lot of the lower budget stuff is really, I don't know, it seems like people are flocking to go seeing those. And then Ant Man and Shazam, they're not doing great, but I don't know if that's like a superhero fatigue thing or whether that's um, like people just aren't interested in those franchises but i don't know it's an interesting turn in the tide you know i'm not opposed to it i i do um, feel like yeah i think the superhero fatigue is definitely settling in like yeah. now more so than ever well i like and the thing is, is we can't really tell yet because guardians and spider-man are going to be good like we just know that we know that for well, a fact. yeah and it's kind of like we'll go see like the big names obviously we'll go see batman too like obviously that's of gonna, course that's no, i'm there kill. opening day yeah. but yeah it's kind of like yeah Shazam 1 was great. I like Shazam 1. But I haven't... And also, it's just kind of a point in my life where I'm just so busy now. Like, I don't even really get to go as much as I would like to. Sure. So, I, like, I haven't even seen Ant-Man yet. And, like, I haven't missed a Marvel movie in a long time. <laughs> now, I've missed a bunch of Marvel shows. Sure, but, sure, sure. But as far as movies goes, I, I usually try to keep up. But It's a uh, new era. It's a new I'm era. I'm going to have to hit Ant-Man up on a Tuesday at some yeah. point here. I loved Cocaine Bear, though. I saw that recently. And I, it was I wish so I liked fun. it. I I wish I enjoyed it. I I was not. Oh, it was fun. It, I was not was a okay. cocaine like, bear guy. I, I'll say this. I feel like it, it's actually. I, I was talking to somebody on set about this. Like it almost needed to be a little more bad or a little more good. You know I agree. I mean? Yeah, it like, kind of really played it straight. <laughs> I'm like, pick a lane here. Yeah, um, like it needed to be dumber or, or just like more competent. Like, yeah. There was, i had fun it wasn't bad i people in my audience were having a good time um there was like one sequence that i enjoyed and then the rest of it i was like yeah i don't know but um anywho so on to our spring cleaning i brought you here uh we're talking creed and scream today um two you know new installments in long-awaited franchises that weirdly enough have a similar connective tissue where the main star is not in either of these um (laughs) To... Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I know, yeah. So um we'll be well, able one to one sends their love and the other one does does not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of them it's like you have my blessing, and the other one's like I hate you all. Um, I hate, yeah, you blood sucking vampire or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sly. 
Parasites. Um, but yeah, so Creed 3, uh, we'll jump into that one first. So Creed 3, the third installment in the Creed franchise, the ninth, eighth? installment in the Rocky movies. Michael B. Jordan's back as Adonis Creed, as well as Tessa Thompson. And we got our heavyweight this time, uh, Jonathan Majors. Um, Dang, yeah. Yeah, coming right in from Ant-Man into Creed. And this one is a bit different than the other Creed movies because this is directed by Michael B. Jordan. This is his debut Mm -hmm. picture. So let's uh, provide some context here. Uh, Where do you stand on the first two Creed movies, Brendan? I love them. Uh, obviously, like, Rocky used to be my favorite movie, so I was really big into that franchise. But there's obviously, like, a point in Rocky where the quality dips. Yeah. But it's like they're just fun, like, mm-hmm. to, to a certain point. Creed is just, like, so good, like, all the way through, really. It's, yeah. They're really more dramatic and not uh, as lighthearted. It's very much more like a drama. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I think... Rocky one is still my favorite, but I always like Creed one has been my second favorite of just the whole Creed uh, Rocky verse, I guess, which is also expanding now and getting out of control. But um, I'll admit I I wanted to watch Creed two again before we did this, but I didn't have time. But um, I remember liking that one a lot, too. And I really like that Drago comes back in this one as well. Like, I think I love how we're um, each character can. And, and that was actually something with Rocky that I liked too was when past characters came back and they became like a bigger part of the story, like mm-hmm. Apollo, obviously, but right. being the big name there. Um, but yeah, man, like I miss Rocky. Like, I know. And, and I, I remember saying too, like, uh, I really thought they were going to kill him off screen. Sure. And, and, I, and I was really like worried about that. And I was like, oh, am I not going to like this movie just because they're going to be like, <laughs> it's going to start with like Donnie looking at his grave or something. I'm like, oh, man, oh, no. is that how this is going to go? But thankfully, it, it doesn't go that way. Yeah. And I don't. And as much as like I don't like that he's not in it at, at the same time, I don't really think it hurts the movie that he's not in it. No. I, I feel like uh, Wood Harris is character, a duke. Yeah. I feel like he kind of takes the role that Rocky probably would have taken anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like him not being there hurts it at all, but it would have just, you know, it's Rocky. Like, you just want to exactly. see him. Like, but it's okay. I I thought I wasn't going to like it because he wasn't in it, but it really doesn't hurt it at all to know that he's not. I didn't think so either. So I rewatched the first two Creed movies um, before the third one. Uh, I think the first one's like a five star. Like, I, I oh, it really, gosh, like, it's totally so hit um this time around and i mean it it always hits but it was one of those things where i don't know it you know we're in an age now where the legacy sequel is really like every franchise is trying it um and i think what creed did uh was i don't know there's something very intimate in the handheld camera work that's in that movie like everything's Mm -hmm. handheld um and it like it just makes that area of philadelphia feel a lot more like tactile and lived in um and i don't know like just the arc that adonis has to go through in order to like confront his father's legacy and the fact that you bring in rocky who's not like you know this sort of savant he's really kind of broken down like he doesn't really have anyone left in his life and then you know he offers to um train adonis like all that stuff is just really really i don't know it all meshes really really well together um and then as far as the second one goes uh like you were saying i enjoyed it when it was in theaters and then i remember hanging out with you a couple times and we'd be like oh yeah creed 2 that was pretty good you know i don't really remember yeah that's the thing it's not really that memorable and i feel like it's because it kind of plays into the whole it it plays into like a legacy sequel in where it's just like okay now we're gonna have you fight Drago's yeah. son, like okay, and I think like for the that's most part, corny, they do good, but yeah, and, I, and they do a good job with Drago and like what they're doing with uh, Ivan and oh my god, um, Victor, yeah, Victor Drago, that's the same, Vic- yeah, mm-hmm. um, but like the storyline they do with that, I actually thought was really good, and it almost makes you like root for them, um, in a sense, like they have kind of a tragic backstory um that i didn't expect but i i think it's a solid sequel i don't think it's anywhere near as good as the first one but i think it did the job that it set out to do and i think like you were saying the biggest hurdle with this going in was kind of all right now we don't have rocky in it and i was just kind of wondering like okay how are we going to approach that and honestly like there was only one scene where i was like this is kind of weird that he's not there but beyond that you don't really notice it because it's a lot more I don't know. It felt like the focus was pretty um, tight on Adonis and kind of his 
again, kind of his backstory and like kind of his history with uh the new villain. Uh, and Daniel. you really feel like he's gone through like a, a growth and like you yeah. think that it, I think because he's kind of retired. I, I, I think this this movie <laughs> reminds me a lot of Rocky three mm-hmm. and Rocky five in weird ways, like in different ways, but in weird ways, like because Rocky three is like he's uh you know, he's really rich at that point. Like he's just uh, celebrating his fame kind of and he's on top, but yeah. he and he's like you know he's been pretty poor most of his life so now he actually gets to enjoy it and everything but he's like he wants to retire and let it all go but there's always somebody who has to come in and and change that right um but in uh this and then in five it's kind of like he takes on more of the mentor role to to the young guy tommy gunn but that it's a little bit different though because it's not like he had an already established relationship with him at first right um so this is almost like if rocky five was really good (laughs) <laughs> true in a way true, true in a way yeah um but like it's i think it's a really like just well done drama it, it adds more to donnie's character arc a lot and shows more of his past before he kind of wanted to how he got into boxing right and then just kind of how he got made but also just struggling with um having to deal with uh being retired and then not having kind of having to become learning how rocky like progressed you know like, sure yeah his own way there's after, a sense of following in his footsteps in a certain sense of like the career trajectory um and yeah so the weird thing is and this is not i i want to say straight off the bat i did really like this i thought this is um i think it is better than creed 2 it's still not as good as the first creed it might oh, no, no. lightning in a bottle but it's a really yeah. good sequel i think it did its job the weird thing is that I was noticing, and this isn't like a huge knock. I'm not not upset about it, but there's none of that um like handheld camera work in the first one that in in three at all. Like, and a lot of it, you know, he's rich now, he's successful. You know, it's a lot more, you know, um streamlined in the filmmaking stuff. And it's not. I I don't know. It, it, I don't know if it's a bad thing, but it is interesting how, and maybe like we were saying, it's kind of the career trajectory thing where, look, now he's rich. Now the camera moves slowly um, mm-hmm. and a lot more like steadily. Um, but the, the interesting thing is that I think um, helps this a lot is the antagonist. And I think a lot of Rocky movies kind of, uh, you know, live or die based on their villain. And I thought Jonathan Majors <laughs> absolutely killed it. Um, as David. Yeah. And I uh-huh. mean, He's been on the rise for a while now. Like I've had, I, I I've had my stock in him, um, you know, locked since like 2019, and here it's just paying out in spades. Um, but he's like a genuine threat in the ring. Like he's like ferocious. There are multiple moments where you're like, oh my god, he's gonna whip that dude's ass. Um, he's got a lot of like anger, and I feel like that anger really translates in the boxing match as well. But again, like with the best Rocky villains, like he's very sympathetic. You totally see where he's coming from. He's not, you don't hate him, but at the same time, you also don't want him to lose knowing what he's been through. Um, and I think that's yeah. good. You know, you need that uh, divisiveness when you get into the final battle of a Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. So I thought you did a good I, job. And I think as, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. I feel like there's a lot of really nice. Um, co- as I go on in my film career, I, I start noticing things more and more. And like I think the color palettes of this movie were really nice. I agree. Um, and I think I really loved the final fight. I know like, it was, it was very, so sick. It was so cool, so well done, and it was like it didn't try to be like like all the other ones. Like it tried to be its own unique thing. And I love how, yeah, they just kind of drown out all the noise. It almost becomes like a dream sequence where it's just yeah. mono mono. Let's let's just fist to cuffs. Let's settle this like men and let's just beat the shit out of each other right. <laughs> until one stands alone. Well, and that's the cool thing that you can do. Like the fact that Michael B kind of steps in the ring and he's like, OK, I'm going to direct this. And he said in multiple interviews, like he's very inspired by anime he watched um, that he really enjoys. And I think. With a with the Rocky franchise, like we were almost like fifty years deep in the Rocky movies. At some point, I think you're allowed to take risks with the franchise. Like you oh, need yeah. something to keep it, uh, to keep like your fight scenes entertaining. And I think the first Creed did that with kind of the long take action scenes that are, you know, um, like especially the one fight between, uh, where it's like all in one take between him and um, 
like the tiger i forget his name but like all done in one take it's like mind-blowing but here it's like i don't know it goes into like slow-mo so you can see like the opponent's like weaknesses and it just puts you in the mindset of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Creed in a really cool way, and you're like, "Oh, this is sick." It's a little goofy, but it like it's cool. Yeah, um, actually, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of goofy." They're going for like these slow mos now, but yeah, I I picked up on that too. I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm just put into their mindset." Like, "Oh, that's his weak spot. I gotta hit that more." Yeah, and it's actually I've never seen cool. that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's I, I, that. I think that's a good thing to do uh, when you're this deep in a Rocky franchise. But again, like you're saying, the final fight of this is so exciting. Um, not only because you know you've been building up to it, but again, like as soon as they started like wailing on each other and just the crowd disappears and it's like some battle of the mind inception shit. I'm like, this is awesome. This is so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I thought this was a tremendous debut for Michael B. Jordan. I'd like to see him direct more things. I don't know. Here's my question. Do we need, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, do we need a sequel? Like, do we need another Creed movie? Or does this well, wrap things up? I feel like it, it can always wrap up, but are they going to? Like, right. Yeah, probably. Like, I, I think he even already said, like, yeah, Creed 4 is coming. Like, okay. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, as long as they're good, I'm not going to No, no, no. I never am either. It's just kind of like, okay, just just keep doing what you're doing, though, and, and make it different and, and not super corny because i know originally i think the story for this was like it was supposed to be clubber lang's son and i'm just right. like and, no thank you oh yeah. god yeah like is this is what we're gonna do like i feel like movie. that'd be a bad case scenario of like because the second one works because drago killed apollo and you're like oh damn like right all right there's like, some, some skin yeah yeah clubber lang's son it's like all right now this is just a gimmick yeah, like this is just goofy it doesn't no, add anything this this direction is so much better like yeah. in terms of like storylines and stuff um the only thing i can really say that i didn't like as much is i feel like it's almost a little short okay like, i actually think that i would have liked to have spent more time developing like uh damien as a fighter i feel I like we're just kind of given like oh he used to be like this really big fighter and then we just kind of see that little spar between him and the champ and then it's just like oh now you're gonna fight him and you're just gonna beat the shit out of him like, i feel like it's i know it's a sports movie so it's a little stretched but it's like old you know in the logistically like old fighters don't get better like it's right. not like it's not like that if if this guy was like a young gun like he's the champ it, i feel like it would have been a little bit harder and i think actually what i was gonna say was like in rocky three i actually like how you kind of see clubber lang's ascension mm-hmm. like to to get that spot and but rocky doesn't want to fight him because he just wants to retire but then right. of course like he gets wrapped into it anyway but it, in in like the take away the good things from Rocky Three, like it's obviously like a cheese fest, but sure. I, I would have liked to have seen more. I would have liked to have seen like maybe just ten more minutes, just just like him, like just be, like when uh, Mickey talks about Clubber Lang and he's like, he is a killer. Like yeah. this guy will beat you up if you don't, and you're not listening to me, Rocky. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna fight, whatever. But I would have liked to have seen that more. I don't, I don't really. I wasn't really super scared of him at first. And obviously I knew once Drago got hurt, I was like, oh, so now this is how he gets his shot. Right. I just felt it was a little far-fetched for them to be like, there's not anybody else he could have fought. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I get it. They want to give the shot to the underdog and stuff. But I never really felt like he he didn't ever really feel like an underdog, but he didn't ever really feel like the favorite either. So there's yeah. a little bit of corniness there. Sure. And, and my only other like thing with it was I dude, I don't know why. I hate like the dialogue that the commentators have in these movies. They're always <laughs> like so corny. Like it, when when Donnie and and Dame are going into the ring and he's they're like, Well, Donnie's been retired for three years, so he's about to get slaughtered out there. And then like <laughs> 10 seconds later, after a couple hits, he's like, Oh, well, now it's all even up. Like we 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 never saw this coming. And then at the end of the fight, they're like, "It was there any doubt at all that Creed was going to take this home?" And I'm just like, "Dude, what? What is this? Like, this is corny as hell. Like, it's so goofy. That's amazing. And it's such. A, it's just a, such a little nitpick. Really, sure, like sure. the whole movie is phenomenally done. And yeah, 
I was going to say, like you were saying, there's that moment where Drago gets injured, and I was like, well, this kind of came out of nowhere. And then it's like, oh, but Jonathan Majors went to jail with the guy who did it. I thought that was, like, a little bit cheesy. I I was okay with it. Like, I was like, oh, damn. But it was one of those things where I'm like, (laughs) I was like, this is a little silly. I I was kind of like, where is this Mysterio twist going to go? You know, it's like, he's the good guy, but we know he's the bad guy. So where, when does the twist come? And I actually thought that was kind of like an interesting, like, yeah, no, I was cool in it. Cause before I'm like, that's a little weird. And someone would just attack Drago out of nowhere. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't attack Drago. He would (laughs) crush me. Um, No, but, and then, you know, I, I thought, uh, my only other knock against it, and again, like these are minor complaints, but um, they didn't have the same composer as they did for the first two. Ludwig Göransson, who's done like both Creed movies, both Black Panther movies, the Tenet score, and I think the reason why he didn't is because he's doing the Oppenheimer score, but he didn't do the music oh, okay. here, and I can feel it. That's just my thing. Like they never played. I def yeah, I I didn't hear it as much. And I'm um, not saying I need the Rocky theme. Like that's fine. I just need the Creed theme. I don't yeah, feel like yeah. I got it a lot. Um. They did that slower version of I just it wasn't the Rocky theme, was it? At the end, yeah, uh, they did some. They they played with it a little bit. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, there it is. Like that's. But nice. it was like noticeable enough where I'm like, well, wait a minute, where like where where did Ludwig go? And then I saw I think, the credits. I'm like, it's not Ludwig. Um, I, I I think the music that they choose is. Good. I was actually like, this is hype. Like this no no no, I agree. Music. I thought but, but yeah, I agree. The score definitely isn't very noticeable. Yeah, but I mean, sense. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um. You know, I, I it is heartfelt. Um, spoiler alert, I guess I'm gonna get into this really quick, but I mean it's a Rocky movie. You already know. Like, I don't there's not, they're not that unpredictable. Um I could tell from the moment Felicia Rashad's like, Oh, I'm not feeling too well. I'm like, Oh no, she's gonna die from this movie. Oh yeah. Um and then she has her moment where she like sees Apollo in heaven. And I'm like, oh man, like <laughs> this is sad. But that leads me to like, I feel like the only move, the only moment you could have implemented Rocky in is like the funeral. I feel like that would have been the moment where he shows up and gives like Donnie a pep talk or something like that, and then you know mm-hmm. pisses off back to Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Now, like in because for the rest of the movie, I wasn't thinking about Rocky except for the one moment where I'm like. Well, where, where's Rocky during this? I feel like he would, you know, be at the funeral, but I don't know. I guess not. What, one more thing we can touch on. I, I think because I heard that they're trying to do spinoffs with this. Yeah. And this is what Sylvester was so upset about, really. Yeah. And I, do I blame him? Not really. But like, it's like, yeah, I mean, if you don't own the rights, they're just going to do whatever they want with it. Right. But um, they're apparently talking about doing like the Drago spinoff yeah and then there's also like a spinoff with like his daughter I right think, yeah which i'm like they kind of touch on because like the whole time she's like interested in fighting but at the same time i feel like her mother should be like fighting this like i feel like tessa that is my other like, thing i feel like now it's kind I feel of like she should be fighting this yes yeah. like that she wouldn't want her to get in the ring like obviously like they have they're comfortably money wise like right. there's no reason for her to like hurt herself like and, and do that yeah in my opinion yeah because it like starts out the daughter's like oh my there. god she's getting in fights and then michael's like oh really all right here let's go to the punching bag thing and yeah like, is this the right i mean listen i'm not a parent i'm not um you know uh mature enough for the situation but i was like is this the route we're gonna go down i mean it's fine it's cute the stuff with the daughter is really good and his relationship with her with like the death and oh the yeah 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 i love that really touching and i like I do like the last shot of the movie where it's kind of her in the ring, you know, um, kind of fighting the dad. Like, I thought that was cute. I like I could see a Drago spinoff. I, I feel like there's enough there to work off of. I don't know if I need a daughter spinoff yet. I don't know. Maybe it's like a time jump. I don't know. I I, I just feel like the Korean movies have like kind of quietly nailed it with like what they're doing and i feel like if you stretch that any further it's gonna get old yeah Yeah. exactly because like we've all seen millions of boxing movies and they're all the same they're They're good but they're all the same and it's like all right if you keep doing spinoffs like what new can you add this i mean maybe that's what people were asking when creed came out back in 2015 so maybe you just need a visionary at the front but like I don't know. I, I I don't know if I feel comfortable with like a Creed universe or anything like that. Yeah, I think that's silly. Like, God. <laughs> they're just sports movies. Like they, you know yeah. how they end. Like, there's no, there's no need. Yeah. But if they make money, then they'll make them. You know. So yeah, which apparently this is done really well. Like, it's already made two hundred million. Um, 
It's like the highest. It had like the highest opening weekend for a sports movie ever. So you know, shout out to Michael B. Yeah. Um, hey, love you, brother. Exactly. Keep doing what you're doing. That's all That's I gotta right. say. Yeah, but I I think my main takeaway is just that Jonathan Majors is a force to be reckoned with, and we already knew this. But um, yes, I don't know. He's great. I love that guy. He's so like talented. And I feel like if they're doing four, he'll definitely be back. I, I have yeah. no idea what what the direction would be. So I feel like Rock or Donnie's just gonna retire again. Like I don't. Yeah. They, there's no reason for him to have come. Really, no, but see, not to come out of retirement. No, Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn comes back. Uh, well, actually, I think the, the I think she think the actor is has passed away. Oh, really? Oh, I'm not mistaken. Okay. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. But I don't know. But he was like the actual champ, I think, at, yeah. at that time. Yeah, and I think he actually died. But well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. His his un his son from this random. Yeah, relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Tommy Gunn's in. son. I need my shot. Right. So wait, so we've already had Apollo Creed's son. We need Clubber Lang's son. We need Tommy Gunn's son. And then we need the guy in uh, Balboa who... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name. Mason the Lion Dixon. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, the lion. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like, there we go, you know? Have him find him all at once. It'll be like a four-man free-for-all. Um, <laughs> in the like street. That... Make it a street fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, in yeah. five. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. That's the way this franchise should oh, be. Oh, so but... goofy. No, I think, uh, yeah, my final thoughts, I thought it was great. Um, you know, I still think the first one is lightning in the bottle. But I think this did a good job. Um you know, continuing the story, it it doesn't seem like it's run out of steam. Although, if they tend to go the universe route, I'll be like, ah, I don't know. I don't like. Oh, one more thing. I don't like yeah, that yeah. he's not wearing the American uh flag pants. I think he needs to wear those in every movie. It's so cool. <laughs> they do like, look that's good. Your yeah. father's thing, like right. It's so right. those are the best like pants. Actually, those and like the the black and gold Rocky one. Like those are the best pants that the whole franchise so i agree I, I didn't like that he wasn't wearing him this one that's yeah. that's my last complaint everything <laughs> else is great god damn it yeah um anywho so let's uh let's uh pivot real quick and uh you know let's talk about scream six so you know oh, yeah we've already had a history we've talked about in the scream movies um and yeah so this is scream six the gimmick here is that uh we are now in new york city um Ghostface takes Manhattan. That's right. Ghostface takes Manhattan. And so the uh, core four, as they're dubbed in this movie, <laughs> from the last movie. So uh, the two sisters, Sam and Tara, played by Melissa Marrera and Jenna Ortega. And then the twins, Mindy and uh, Chad, Jasmine Savoy Brown and Mason Gooding, are um, you know now in college, uh, or at least a few of them are in college. And the new Ghostface has returned. You know, ooh, he's going to start some shit. And uh, yeah, so the craziest thing... Two things uh, for context real quick. The craziest thing is that this is a year after the first one. Uh, or, like, sorry, not the first one, but, like, the uh, the fifth one that came out, like, a year ago. Um, so they really, like, jump into production, like, quick on this. Yeah, this was very... I, I'm assuming they had a plan. I think so. It... Well, it was the same thing with Scream 1 and Scream 2. Like, Scream 2 came out a year after the first one. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I guess it's not irregular. But when I heard that they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to make this. It's going to come out like April next year or March next year. I was like, really? Like, I mean, OK, you know, as long as it's good. Um, And and then the other kind of uh, holdback is that Nev Campbell uh, isn't in this one because they wouldn't pay her uh, enough, which is ridiculous. Yeah. She's the star. Seriously. Pay her all the money. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, I don't want to say we miss her necessarily because. They do a better it, job of writing her off in this than they did with Rocky and Creed Three, in a sense where you're never, never are you asking where Sydney? Like they answer that question for you. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. which is good. I, I think it makes sense to what and, they're. And frankly, about. she really doesn't need to be here. Gail no. doesn't really even really need to be here either. But no, but I, I like what they did with Gail here. I, thought, uh, I mean, it, it's fine. Like it makes sense. I'm not yeah. saying like, yeah, I love Courtney. Like you, you can always bring her in, and right? Stuff. But to, God damn it, just don't give me so much stress and anxiety that you're going to kill her off every movie like right. from here on out. You it's know? like, but, goodness gracious, you already knocked off Dewey. Like, please. Yeah, that was that was enough. That hurt. I don't, that hurt our soul. I don't need more. Yeah. More pain. Um, but yeah, so, you know, with the screen movie comes a new ghost face. They got to figure out who the killer is while avoiding being killed. This will be a spoiler conversation because there's not a lot we can say. Um, 
about this. But uh, yeah, Brendan, what did you think of Scream 6 as a whole? Uh, it's really good, actually. Like, it's yeah. very, it feels very, in its own way, like, just unique. And I don't want to say original, but, like, it just feels like it was a nice new fresh spin, I feel like. Yeah. It, it was a nice change of pace. It doesn't feel very contained. Feels very like vast and open, and I feel like that was the kind of the direction we needed to go. Yeah, because like Scream Five feels very much like Scream One, mm-hmm. but also like it's so self-aware though. At the same time, it's like so meta in that sense. This one, they were like, okay, let's open it up, be like this big thing, and I think, I think they did a really good job with it. I think Ghostface. Might be the most brutal like he's I agree. ever been in this movie. Yeah, he's like, like he's brutal. crazy, man. <laughs> like it's insane. Yeah. Like, and I really think the scariest thing about it is like he can literally be anywhere in the city. Like, yeah. and it can be any anywhere, anybody at any time. Like, mm-hmm. and this might be the craziest opening to any scream. I, think I agree with you. Ever had. I was like, winning. I, I, I want to like this is arguably like one of my favorite scenes, just the whole movie, because it's so, like, just kind of like brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of like, okay, this is nice and and different. Like it's not just the same old thing. Yeah. But uh, if you want to just break right into it. Um, yeah. Give me a second. Let me let me break down my thoughts on this. I thought this was really good. Um, I think my. You know, I rewatched Stream 5 before going into Stream 6. And when we were talking, I listened back to our episode on it. And I think we were in the mindset of, like, thank God it's good, you know? Because the odds were stacked up against it. It's like, uh-oh, it's a Legacy sequel. Wes Craven's not around anymore. So, you know, like, here are uh, the Ready or Not guys to kind of um, take over the reins. And we were like, oh, I think this does a good job. The thing that I think that movie is missing, and I still really like 5, but it doesn't really have a lot of, like, chase sequences with Ghostface. It's a lot of kills, but not, like, the chase sequence. And I feel like Scream 6 is, like, really operating, like, trying to have a lot of, like, really good sequences with Ghostface. A lot of, like, good concepts for, like, to pull off the maximum amount of tension. Um, And we'll get into that when we're breaking it down. But, um, no, I thought this was really strong outing uh, for a franchise that, you know, again, like, it's been around for, you know, 20, 25 years. The fact that it's still able to give you fresh ideas and concept like that's commendable um, right and the fact that it's called scream six is just mind-boggling to me like thank it god it's scream called scream two. Six. no 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 <laughs> i'm just no, kidding no 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 <laughs> you have no idea how happy i was when i saw no, the I, I was too. cut into the vi i'm like thank god thank I god no no just I, I, scream five you yeah, know for the like, love of god like you just all you literally had to do is that m just make it like yeah make it a v come on that's all you had to do two cuts two cuts ridiculous and they um, even know what they did and they did it to piss us off and yeah. have these conversations right, right. They, they did well they were like okay fuck it we'll just go back to six this would be too complicated exactly so uh let's get into it so the opening scene you know screen movies are famous for um kind of an opening scene to set the tone in a fun way uh and you know normally there's a surprise in there too whether it's drew barrymore uh being stabbed 10 minutes in to you know uh a scream movie inside a stab movie inside a snap movie inside a <laughs> all that stuff um but this one is great this has uh ready or not samara weaving as a yeah uh, which great to see her i honestly wish she was in the movie more as like a different character or something because i i think she's wonderful um but she's a uh film studies professor who gets a uh phone call and then gets stabbed by ghostface and then ghostface takes his mask off and, and it it's going. Flash! And it's Flash Thompson. <laughs> and uh, Spider-Man. Tony Revioli. You can read Revioli. about it in his book, Flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was awesome. Like, I, no screen movie has ever started a, with us knowing who the ghost face is. And I was like, is this going to be the angle? Like, are we going to have a whole screen movie where we know who Ghostface is? Because we see him go back to the college campus, interact with uh, uh, Tara for a second. And then he gets back to his room, and then he gets the Ghostface uh, phone call. And then from there, um, shit starts in the fan. What a fun opening. I, I was completely on board. So much fun. Well, and I think it's it's a, I thought it was a little corny at first because I was like, does she really not think that this is really like creepy? And then he's having her lead her down this alleyway. I'm like, Dude, she doesn't see anything wrong with this at all. But then right. I was like, yeah, and then he kills her. 
And you're like, okay, well, obviously that was going to happen. And then, yeah, it just takes his mask off immediately. And then I'm like, oh, okay, so this is what it's going to be. It's like Hitchcock. We, we just get to know. We're in on it, but everybody else has to figure it out. Like, yeah. It's cool. And then uh, I actually love just his whole walk home. Obviously, he runs into Tara. Or, uh, yeah, Tara, Tara. Tara, yeah. I almost called her, almost called her Wednesday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> runs into her i was like okay so yeah this is our new angle like it's we're gonna get a little bit different but then he finds his buddy in the fridge and it turns yeah. out oh psych there's actually a different ghost face <laughs> but it, it makes it like obviously it's playing into like literally ghost face can be anybody yeah like and there can be different like ghost face psychopaths out like having their own like fantasy at the same time so like it's really like literally these movies can go on forever because it can just be anybody who puts the mask on or whatever right um and i think the motivation that uh tony Romeo's character like that he had was kind of funny where he's like no we gotta finish rich what richie wanted um and i was like oh okay this is the time of people we're dealing with here (laughs) i was like this is awesome um and I don't know, it just played it really straight in a way where I'm like, okay, this is fun. Like, we haven't seen this sort of thing before. Um, and then, of course, right before the title thing, Ghostface, like, goes, who gives a fuck about movies? And then slashes yeah. the screen, I'm like, we're back, baby. We're back in. Um, I gotta say, I love the the Jason Takes Manhattan uh, little nod there, because it's like, oh, yeah, we, this is what we're totally ripping off and what we thought, like, let's make this movie fun, stick them in New York, and then, like, really just go for it and they do yeah like absolutely (laughs) absolutely i think the only thing i think is a little i don't know if it's goofy or like the story like as far as uh sam's arc goes Mm -hmm. like it's interesting that she's like having to like see therapists and stuff because she's like she likes the feeling of killing people yeah and and i think it's 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 only weird because it's almost like and I think I even said it with with five like they're like, are they promoting like the fact that she like, oh, yeah, I'm the daughter of a serial killer. So let me embrace that. Yeah. We don't need to get into the ending just yet. But I mean, you know, she I don't know if she handles her trauma as well as <laughs> she should. No, I don't, no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Absolutely not. Kind of. She's kind of crazy, and like you get it. And obviously, her bond with her sister is super um, strong. Yeah. And I feel like that was kind of the direction it needed to go, where like Tara wants to branch off, go back to her normal life, where Sam is kind of like the older voice of reason, like, no, you need to deal with with what just happened to you. Right. Right. Even though it's like that was a year ago. I love the core four. I love the whole time um that mindy keeps calling out that one guy it's like you're definitely the killer yeah <laughs> like, ethan no it's hilarious he's just like literally what did i do like i'm just <laughs> here like the whole time <laughs> and that and guy he kinda... was he was spider in the way of water oh really yeah i didn't know that oh, until like a while after the movie I'm oh like, i didn't know spider. that oh, oh i wow. know okay yeah interesting all right he's having himself a little little stretch here i know yeah it's nice but um anywho no, I thought he was funny. I love the whole, like, I, the, this, these movies always kick into gear whenever characters start, like, bringing up, like, the rules of, you know, whatever uh, horror film is or, you know, a sequel. And in this one, I feel like it was a little bit of a stretch where it's like, we're in a franchise. I'm like, weren't you already? Like, I, but, <laughs> you know, obviously that leads to a bunch of, like, you know, new rules and stuff like that where it's like, oh, anyone's in danger, including the legacy characters. Um, you know, uh, we can't rely on the same trope. Even though, like, boyfriend. they aren't, though. You know, they keep yeah. saying that. But literally, Dewey is the only one that has has died. <laughs> like, so it's like, okay, but yes. I will say, but, like, that does no. set in, like, that Gale scene was very intense for me. Like, I was, I was like, oh, God, I don't want Gale to die. Um, I was ready for it. I was like, she's gonna <laughs> You were prepared. I was you like, were... last movie. I was already gone. Yeah. Going into it though, with the mindset like, oh, well, since uh, Sydney's not in it, well, then, yeah, and Gail is, then she's definitely Gail's not toast. making it. I thought that was going to be the case going <laughs> but in, of course, but you know, of it course, is she lives, yeah, I know, it's fine, I but, love, uh, love you, yeah. So, basically, the dynamics in this one, kind of like you were saying, with the uh, the two sisters dynamic, Sam is trying to, you know. 
find a way to navigate her uh, serial killer trauma. Um, although there's that great line where she's in therapy. She's like, no, I dealt with him. You know, Richie's dead. He's like, oh, how'd he die? And he's like, I stabbed him 22 I times. Said, yeah. his throat. And you're like, Jesus. <laughs> you gotta imagine there's a better way of like getting that across. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then she's also in a relationship with the uh, hot guy next door, played by um, Prometheus from Arrow. Uh, oh, that's who that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she- okay. A couple episodes of She-Hulk, too. I liked his gimmick of he's just a really nice guy. Like, I, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, um, and, like, there are times, too, when people are like, don't trust him. But And he even, like, says that, too. He's like, yeah. oh, you shouldn't trust me. Like, obviously... You've been through this before, and like that burned you. He's just very supportive, so he, and I was like, That's "Yes, great. <laughs> yeah." He, th- th- he was a nice change of pace. I, I agree. Um, I agree. A lot of the time, of... we doubt the love interest. <laughs> well, he's like um, Derek in Scream Two. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like his role, except he doesn't die. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then kind of rounding out the uh, list of suspects. We have, um, here, I'm pulling up the list right now. So well, we got, there's Kirby. Yeah, so Kirby's back. Nice to see her. Return. Lovely to see her again. Um, my entire, my audience, I went opening night and my audience applauded uh, when she showed who, up. Who was your prediction going in? So um, I, let me, let me read out the suspects and then I'll okay, get yeah, yeah, So yeah. we have, Kirby is back. We have uh, a detective, Wayne Bailey, whose daughter is uh, Tara's roommate. And her name is Quinn. That's right. And then we have Ethan, who's um, Chad's roommate. And then we have Danny, who's, uh, you know, uh, Sam's kind of uh, hubby. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so going in, my thought process was actually Kirby the whole time. Um, I did, too. That's who I thought it was. Yeah, be. because they brought him back. At least one of them, you know. Right. And I was, and you know, Ghost Space, the number of killers always changes. So I was like... I, you know, I don't know if I'm on the right track here, um, but Kirby was one of them, and then it came to a point where I'm like, okay, it's either Kirby or the detective, and those were the only, that was the only, like, thing I had my eyes set on. Um, everything else was a blind spot, uh, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so let, let, let's go through a couple of the sequences in chronological order, and then we'll get to the ending and talk mm-hmm. about that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the first kind of Ghostface sequence we get is like this bodega shootout where Ghostface grabs a shotgun and starts like blasting away. Um, hell yeah. All I can say is like, yeah, yeah, yes, please. Like, yeah. can you, like, you're a normal dude. Like, use a gun. Like, yeah, well, and that's girl. something that or sometimes girl. limits. The interesting thing use about a gun, Ghostface. Like... Yeah, well, the interesting thing about Ghostface is like, all the way up until the end of every single movie, it's always a knife. It's always a knife. And then as soon as they're unmasked, until the mask comes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they have the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then, you know, here Ghostface has a shotgun. I'm like, all right, here we go. Um, and the the other interesting thing about this Ghostface that was cool too is like his um the masks of Ghostface are all masks of the previous killers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have the DNA of all the killers that have been in the other movies and uh whatnot. It, um midway through I, I had a like a theory come up in my head I, mm-hmm. I won't say it just yet but like it had to do with that was part of it was the fact that they use the masks of the diff, of the past killers right like and I, and I thought that was super cool mm-hmm. and like obviously there's like that room that has all of their like items from yeah the, the ghost face shrine where it's got like a bunch well, of which is why I I had Kirby on the suspect list because it's yeah. like, okay, how do you even get this stuff like without having some sort of police uh, connection? You know, right. all this this evidence that's just here. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, so that was uh, we have the bodega sequence. We have, uh, and then the next sequence is uh, like one of my favorites in the movie. Um, they're the core four are in their apartment. They're just kind of hanging out, and Ghostface gets in there. You know, stabs Quinn. And then the four have to, or at least three of them, because I think it is, uh, it's it's Mindy, Mindy's girlfriend, and Sam, right, who have to crawl across this ladder. Yeah, the ladder to the um, to the hubby to the other apartment. apartment. <laughs> that was so stressful. Like I was, yeah, uh, I was on the edge of my seat. I thought they did a really good job in that. Um, and of course, it ends with Ghostface shaking the ladder and Quinn, <laughs> not Quinn, um, the girlfriend. I forget her name, but she like brutally falls on a dumpster and gets her. Yeah. Face wrecked, and, and I was like, I, and oh. I almost wonder if that's also a, a Jason takes Manhattan reference because that, that's the scene when uh he fights Jason on the rooftop, oh, and then he like keeps punching him, 
Uh, and then like Jason just sits there and takes it until the, he's so tired that Jason just takes one punch and knocks his head off <laughs> and then it falls in the, the trash can. So I wonder if that was kind of like their another like little subtle like, oh, yeah, here, this is our inspiration. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him, but he just did a good job of setting the stakes where you're like, God, this ghost face is brutal. Like he's going to murder everyone. Um and then, you know, obviously from that, uh, the police detective kind of teams up with Sam and Tara and the group to um, kind of snake Ghostface out in, like, this park. And then it's revealed, oh, no, Ghostface is going after Gale now. Um, which, I that was just kind of Courtney Cox's moment to shine. I it, it was interesting. They brought it up in the movie. Ghostface and Gale have never had, a, like, a phone call scene before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, I was, was like... nice to finally get that. Yeah, we've never had that. Uh, so I thought that was cool. And I thought she did a great job. Um, the entire time I was shouting, I was like, no, don't die. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> you know, she gets through it. Um, but you know, shout out to her boyfriend. I think it was like, he's gone. Her love life is like <laughs> fucked. Awful. Yeah. It's like, man, you're I, on and off with Dewey. Dewey dies. You get someone new and then he's dead. Like, goodness gracious. Can't, can't get close to Gail Weathers. No. Although Tara did. They, her introduction I thought was hilarious. Um, how she shows up and then Sam throws the punch and you know, dodges it and then Tara whoops her. That was great. I love that. That was so much fun. I thought that was a riot. Do you feel like Gail was inconsistent with like the whole like, you told me you wouldn't write a book and then you did. Was that inconsistent to you or were you fine with it? I feel like that's... I would say like at this point, Gail Weathers should like as a character should be past her like uh, like work is everything Yeah, whole shtick, but like no, she's it didn't still bother me. Yeah, like, I was kind of like, just right. like, you know, she's ruthless and she would do that like, anyway. <laughs> like, it's not that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I um, feel like that's it, for the most part, like that's pretty in character for her. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's a stretch. Right, and so then it becomes a scramble to get back to the um the shrine, and then I, I think this is my favorite scene in the movie is the uh the train sequence where everyone mm-hmm. is like split up on the train to like get to the shrine and there's just a bunch of people in ghost face masks and it's like the lights are dimming in and out like there's like a ghost face here a ghost face there some of them are fake it's like who's real not i i was like shaking the whole time i was like mm-hmm. this is awesome yeah because it's like uh randy dies in two and then mindy and chad are like uh, uh relatives of him and then mm-hmm. obviously like mindy is the the randy character yeah pretty who- much so I was like, okay, what? Like, are they gonna kill her? Like, because she's some like she's probably like my favorite character of the new cast. Yeah, and like it's like, oh no, like, and I, I the one one of the things I will say is I feel like there's too many fake outs in this movie. I agree with you. This is not a huge knock, like, but is, it's like some no, it's not. It's not a dead. huge one, but yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like I'm not saying Mindy should have died there, but it's like no. if you're gonna do that, then then go all the way or don't do it at all. Like, yeah. And it's the same thing with Chad, like that Chad gets. Oh, we'll we'll talk about Meg, that. Fuck, like Jesus. Yeah. And then even Gail, like when she's yeah lying there, you're. I kind of thought for a minute, I was like, this is it, like she's gonna die. Right. And then of course they have the medic be like, they have she's the- got a faint heartbeat, and I'm like, okay, she's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, she's like, oh, she pulled through. Like, oh, oh, well, thank you. Oh, like, great. Yeah, thank oh, God. And and Kirby too. Kirby's another yeah, one who's yeah. like. <laughs> like there's too many fake outs like either do it or don't do it like stop it yeah i have a point about this but i'll get to it uh when we get to a specific spot but anywho so um kirby gets scammed uh, scam, stabbed and um you know obviously uh everyone else uh kirby is um you know leads sam tara and uh is it just sam and tara at that point because he tells uh the hot hunk to go away <laughs> no, it's Sam, Sarah, and Chad. That's what and it is. Chad, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chad and Tara have like a cute little uh relationship thing going on here. It's hilarious because he's so much taller than her. I know. So I was about to, to say, like... Jenna Ortega is kind of short, <laughs> and he's like a um giant. Um, no, it's sweet, but I did laugh because he has to like totally like bend over. Yeah, to he's really got to. You know, like it, it's funny, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's sweet. Well, they have a cute moment, and then all of a sudden, Chad gets his shit wrecked by getting stabbed, like. By two yeah. ghost faces at the same time, just bam, 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 like down the sides. And I was like, he's dead. He's so dead. Um, and he's not. And I wonder if that's like a callback to like Dewey in the original form, where it's like he'll get his shit rocked and then he'll be fine. Um, well, and then I think Scream Two is probably his uh 
like that's the biggest one yeah where you think like, like he died I, yeah <laughs> but he didn't like up until, not, until five until five i but. wasn't mad at that but there was a moment where everyone in the theater was like no <laughs> <laughs> he's dead he's dead um but anywho so there's two mass ghost face and then uh you know they're chasing sam and tara throughout the uh you know shrine and then they get a call from uh, the detective, and he's like, oh, my God, Kirby's gone off the rails. They said she got fired from the FBI. And I was like, am I right? Like, is Kirby? Yeah, I thought, too. I was like, oh, I, I got it this time. I was like, oh, man, I'm ahead of the curve. Um, normally, I'm not when it comes to the Scream movies. So I, I, was I, like, got, um, I got the last girl. Um, Amber? Amber, yeah, yeah. I, I guessed yeah. her. I didn't guess the boyfriend, though, because I was like, okay, like, is it the boyfriend? Like, yeah. Probably, but like not. I I guessed her though. Like I, I never believed that fake phone, that fake recording phone thing. I never believed that for one second. Right, right. But um, but this one, I had no idea really. Like yeah, I, I, up until okay. So if you want to get into like the who it is, yeah, we're gonna do that. I, I can tell you my theory. Like midway through the movie, they they had mentioned they're like he uses the the masks of the past killers right right and i they kept saying like it's gonna go back to the first one now if you recall in the original scream three script the killer was supposed to be stew right like he was supposed to come back and as stupid as that is like it would have been really dumb but sure. i was kind of like what if it is stew? like he actually <laughs> did come back and he's been like lurking in the shadows until now right and this is his way of like Maybe being like so mad at like Billy for like taking him down this path, mm-hmm. like he's gonna get his revenge by killing his daughter. I don't know. I thought it, it was goofy, but I was like, this. I I wouldn't like think that's unbelievable in these movies. Sure, yeah. And there was there was that subtle line that Kirby says with the T. They see the TV, and then uh, I think it's her and Mindy talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he they're like, that's the key TV that killed Stumacher. If you believe that, yeah, I was just like, wait, is it actually <laughs> like, what if it's do like they actually just decided like fuck us like totally confuse us and be like it's one of the OG killers and he right. actually does come back. I thought it was dumb. Like I never believed that. Well, he would no, actually... but like they're like in the. But I thought base... it was like kind of plausible. Like yeah. maybe it could happen just because it's this is like all about the what the fans want. Like, yeah, what... exactly. Like it was dumb, but like I was kind of like, maybe it is. What if it like midway through? I was kind of well, like, you're not the only person who thinks that. Like in the Scream community, when every new movie comes out, they're like, guys, Stu's still alive, like he'll be back. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I think he's dead. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm always like, I don't think so. Yeah, but then I was like, well, what if this was if? actually the yeah. one they decided to do it? Like, right, I, I don't know. I thought it would have been really funny. But they do not go that route. No. So I eventually, guess thankfully, yeah. So eventually, the killers are revealed, and uh, it's a uh, a family outing this time around. We have so the cop, um, played by Dermot Maroney, he's kind of the ringleader, and then his kids, who were Quinn, which was Tara's roommate, who we thought to have died. Psych. They faked her death. Yes. Yeah, um. And then oh, wait a minute, it was. And Ethan then it was Ethan, the quiet guy. <laughs> it was him. Um, <sighs> And I was like, oh, damn. Um, I See, the thing was, I was set up by a couple of my friends who saw it before I did. They're like, yeah, the screamer, the, the killer reveal was really lame. I didn't think so. I thought it was fine. Like, it, it's just as good as any other reveal. I don't think it's lame. I just, I don't like when you kind of eliminate a suspect and then that suspect, like, happens to come back. Yeah. Like, because, we, yeah, right. Like you just said, like, we thought Quinn was dead. So, I, right. in my mind, I'm never thinking, like, oh, well, it's her. Yeah, like, and, and I think too. I did pick up on the line when he says, "Uh, like after Quinn dies, because that was his daughter." Yeah, and they, they don't lie about that. Like they say that that's still her, uh, the detective's daughter. And he's like, "I've lost both of my children now." And I was like, "Wait a minute, interesting." Oh, who's yeah. the other one? That's a weird lie. I, I picked up on that, but I was still kind of like, I don't know. I, I really don't know who it is. Right. And, and this is the movie that just is like, okay, balls to the wall. Like, let's go for it. Let's have three killers. This yeah. Time. We haven't seen three killers. So you know what? Yeah. I'm all in. Um, And it's, it's always fun. a blast watching the killer reveals because from that point on, after the killers take off the mask, they act like the hamminess goes to like a thousand. And it's so entertaining <laughs> every time. Yes. Um, 
I just love it. And eventually it's revealed that they were uh, the family of Richie Jack Wade's character from the last movie. And they want to kind of frame um, Sam as Ghostface and be like, no, no, look, she's actually a serial killer um, in a sense. Um, and then, you know, it's just payoff, satisfying payoff after satisfying payoff after that. Uh, you know, they get their shit rocked. Ethan gets stabbed through the mouth. Um, yeah. Quinn gets shot in the head. And then Sam dons the ghost face mask. And I mean, throughout, there's uh, that pull from Force Ghost, uh, you know, Skeet Ulrich. Who's Skeet, like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you want to put on the mask, don't you? You want to do it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> take my knife and stab people. And she does. And it's. Yeah. I, but I kind of agree with you. It's like, it's weird how the movie's operating because it is satisfying watching her just completely go apeshit on these guys. But on the other hand, it's like, you're not healing from this. No. <laughs> and I wonder, and I mean, I, I, I maybe I'll get to this point later, but like, I wonder if they're going to take that and keep running with it in the future. Like, is it possible that, you know, she's going to be a ghost face in the future? Or like, what, like, it seems like this is the route they want to take her, and she's fallen even more kind of into that mindset. And there's that kind of look that she gives the ghost face mask. And obviously he throws it away at the end, but, like, it was still there. I don't know. It's almost like, is she going to be, like, Dexter, and, like, she just starts killing, like, bad people or something? Yeah, right. Like, it, and then maybe, like, that's the next one is, like, she does don the, the ghost face, but she does only kill, like, bad. She's satisfying her bloodlust, but in a vigilante way. It right. would be corny. I, I don't. I don't like that. But <laughs> it, 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 I don't know what direction they're going because I, I do. I do think that's a weird, confusing kind of arc. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like she's really resolved that. So I'm sure in Scream Seven, we'll we'll maybe get some more to that or something. Yeah. So it takes again, it too far or, or whatever. I'm much more open to a sequel for this than a sequel to Creed because I think there's still like a lot more you can do with the Scream franchise. And even if it's kind of like we said, like, even if we had a movie where we knew who Ghostface was in the beginning and, like, just kind of, you know, operate from there. Like, I feel like that could be interesting. I don't know. It feels like you can take some swings or there's still swings to take in this franchise. And again, like, five and six were quality. Like, they were good. Um, yeah. And as long as they keep, you know, keeping it to that quality... I'm not going to have a bad time. Now, I want to see Nev Campbell again, because canonically, she's yeah. married to um, Patrick Dempsey from Scream 3. And oh, like, is that is that confirmed? Like, yeah. that's the mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, so I want to see him back, and I think it'd be cool to get, like, kind of one more send-off to them. But, I mean, if we don't see her again, like, that's not, I don't know, it's not that big of a detriment. But At least, I, I don't know how many more of these fucking movies they want to make, but, like, <laughs> you know, at least bring her back for, like, Whatever your last planned one is, right. I guess. But I agree. Like it, it, it doesn't really take it away that she's not here. And, and I think, um, like she, they, they, they did, like, like you said, the way they write her off is kind of nice. So like, oh, she sends her love, but she's just gonna go into hiding. It's like, yeah. okay, she deserves to just she's in a bunker, chill the fuck kids. out, and stop <laughs> fucking with this dude. Like, right. I, I get it. Like that makes total sense. Uh, Sydney Prescott's character arc is complete like she doesn't need to be it, this doesn't need to keep happening to her no basically. no she's already been through it four times five times almost yeah yeah it's like goodness you know it's ridiculous um okay so here's a question and you know if you don't have it ready that's fine um you have your scream rankings for master okay i was gonna ask you that too yeah uh if you want if your ranking has changed and i feel like i don't remember if this is exactly what i said uh last or big yeah last year last year okay. um and i don't know like i still feel like three is the worst three's the worst one and, i agree one and two are one and two mm-hmm. and then really four four five and six like really any order i i, don't, I can't really pick because i like them all for different reasons and yeah. like I, I, and i think about it i'm like well i, I really like this in five but i really like this in four like really to me the middle doesn't matter but like Three's the worst, and I like one and two, one and two. But I, I guess if I, I had to, like, gun to head, I, I guess I would probably say I like four, six, five. Okay, so your ranking think, would be from best to worst, one, two, four, six, four, five, three? Three. And I'm sure that'll change again. But, like, 
obviously, but no, this is permanent. Really, all right, like, this is on the pod. You know, you know, even even if I'm look at me, like I'm wearing a Scream Three costume. Like actually, I, I like I, in the past couple times I've watched it, like it's grown on me a little bit. Like sure. I kind of there's some good moments. Like I, I think it's better than I always think it is. Mm-hmm. But like I mean, it's yeah, it's still. The shit, it's still the worst, but like I just think the killer reveal of three trying it down. Like I hate I hate the fact that oh, like, I, I, I'm I your brother. Like fuck off. Like yeah, no yeah. No, I, I hate that too. Don't get me wrong. But I like that it's on a film set. I agree. No, there's like, some good stuff with there. Yeah. It, Parker Posey's really funny in that movie. It's not terrible, like uh, No, it, no, there's no bad screen movies. It's just that's the worst no. one by a wide margin. At least oh, in my opinion. Okay. Um Okay, I think my ranking is from best to worst. It is one four six five two and then space bar space bar space bar three. Um, <laughs> but I like two a lot. Like two's got that scene in two where they have to crawl over ghost space to get out the window. Like that is one of the most tense sequences I've ever seen. Um, like I that is horrifying stuff. Um, I don't know. To me, I've just felt like Sydney in two and in four. I think she's just at her strongest. I agree. Yeah. Like character wise. Like, I well, in like three, she... I think there was like some sort of production problem with her and she wasn't able to be on set like as much. And you can kind of tell like she's not in that movie as much. Yeah. as like, um... And that probably is one of the reasons that it feels like really hurt. Right. Because of that. Yeah. But, I mean, um... Gail and Dewey are great, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, where's Sydney? I thought she was the star, but yeah, she's, she's the main character. I still think four's reveal is like fucking amazing. With uh, Jill or whatever, I think that's great. That that's no, only I, aged better for me. No, hundred percent. I think for, and you know that's that's Wes's last one too. And yeah. it's definitely the good, good one to go off on. Absolutely. And I think actually, um, is three is like the only one that Kevin Williamson didn't write. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides five and five six. Five and six, right? Yeah. Um, but like one, two, and four. Like he wrote all of those. Like that's yeah. why they're, they're so much more quality, you know, than some of the goofiness of three. They're consistent. They're consistent. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I feel like these movies are at the end of the day, like really trying to like make Scream fans happy. Um, and I feel like they succeed. Like I, I, there was never any questions where I'm like, oh, this will ruin the franchise or anything like that. Like I'm like, no, I'm I'm on board. You know, a lot of these decisions i'm like okay you know it'll be interesting to see where it goes my biggest question from here on out is just like what are they gonna do with sam um and her you know i don't know yeah to me i i feel like there's more to see but what's what is that i don't know yeah but hey listen at the end of the day at least we got sweet um you know just getting that paycheck and we love to see it we do i love that guy um but, just yeah. for you know, even though he's, I and I don't love that in five either, but at least it's much toned down in, in this one. I think it's only like once or twice. I think it happens. Yeah, it's not a lot. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it is nice to see him, even if it's fucking goofy. How? But he's a force ghost, Brendan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what he does. I will say this: it was nice to talk about two new movies. Uh, two franchise movies, but also two movies that are really good. I and... know, yeah. The last couple of movies you and I have had to talk about, we've kind of <laughs> been through pain. Here's the weird thing, and you know, I, and we're just shooting the shit at this point, but like, Halloween ends? This is an awful take for me. It's gotten a little better for me, now that I'm thinking no, about it. No, it's really? still okay. awful. Right. I can't... <laughs> I just respect it. I respect what it was going for. I, I don't think it entirely works, but it's one of those things where I'm like, this is interesting. You know what? I will say this though. It's nice that I was taking a horror cinema class at the time that it came out. Yeah. So when it did come out, everyone you know, was talking the, about even it. Even the teacher was in on it. Like, there you go. We we're like, oh, did you see it? Did you see it? And he's like, oh, like, I finally. He, well, I, I think he missed it like the first week, then the second week. He was like, yeah, I, I saw it. I, I thought it was like really weird and like kind of interesting, but like not at all. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that is kind of what it is. Like, you made it funny. Because, yeah, your history on this pod, the first one was Suicide Squad. That sucked ass. And then we talked about mm-hmm. Kick-Ass 2. That sucked ass. Um, then we talked about all the Halloween movies, which some are good, but some, some are, are bad. good and some are bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we and talked we Scream, the, which were the all The greatest good. bad movie of all time. We did The Room. The yeah, room. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we're here talking about two good movies. So, really, this is an evolution in your character arc. So, so the next, the next podcast... We're going to talk about <laughs> something bad. Yeah. 
We are not doing a Freddy Got That's... Fingered pod, Brendan. Oh, We're not yes, doing... I advocate. No. I will have people vote. We will no, get a no, no. petition. <laughs> Jesus, have you're, not, talk you're not forcing me to sit through that again. No, sir. No way. <laughs> I sat through it once. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm much... sorry. I, I, I respect... No, you're not. You're not sorry. I, you're not sorry. I'm not. You're right. I'm not sorry. But I respect <laughs> what it did. I, it sure, is. sure. It's essentially, you know, a 90-minute shit post. And, you know, sometimes those are cool. Sometimes they're torture. But you, you know. heard it here. We will eventually watch Freddy Got Fingered again. And then we will do a pod on it. That'll be the last episode of the pod. That'll be the self-destruct <laughs> button. I'll be like, Brendan, it's time. And that'll be... Um, Game over. That's right. Game over. Um but anywho, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode. Um, Brendan, as always, thank you for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure shooting the shit with you. Of course, you know, it's always fun. And it's nice to just talk about movies for not a grade. I know. Yeah, right. Nice. You're telling it's me nice to just do it. And, and I, I had to get through tests last week and I'm like, thank God. I don't have to yeah. talk about this for a grade. I can talk about it in my own way. Right. Which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Film school, man. It's always fun. It. All up to you. And exactly. We'll be back again. At of some course, point. of course. <laughs> what about like this is the last one? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> this is it. Hey, Brendan, you were not pulling your weight here. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we love you, man, on this pod. Uh, and yeah, you'll be back. Of course, you will. But um, yeah, that'll do it for this episode, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, really, podcast is found whenever your podcasts are found. Uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, where we find your podcast, we're there. And uh, we will see you next time. Toodles.